You're listening to the iconic Scottish Brands Podcast. Uncovering the magic with Finn, Linz and Ron. Produced by Fresh. Here we are for our second discussion with Ronnie and Finlay about brands and um, iconic Scottish brands and what makes an iconic brand. Uh, so the premise is that of the programme is that we each choose um, a brand and discuss why we think it's iconic and basically anything else that comes into our heads. Okay. Um, so after our first programme where we um, discussed uh, some uh, interesting brands. We thought that today that we would have a theme related to storytelling and the place it has in building of, of brands and particularly the iconic aspect of it. So I think uh, maybe we should just introduce our brands first and then we can get into the nuts of the discussion. So um, if I go first, of course. Of course, <laughs> Of course. Uh, so I've chosen something a little bit controversial um, in these um, times of um, pandemic and chosen something from the aviation industry because I think um, it's an industry that's going to need some real uh, push behind it to get it started again. And there is a company um, for people who are not from Scotland and maybe even Scottish people that don't always uh, know it is called Loganair. And it was created in 1962 by um, a guy called uh, Willie Logan, who owned a construction company and basically liked flying and just took his planes from yeah. his, his different construction sites. And that's how it started. Uh, and it has become, um, in my mind, a kind of iconic uh, Scottish brand because of, of you know, um, specific mm -hmm. reasons and the way that it presents itself and the way that it kind of links into... Um, the heritage and other Scottish brands as well that it tries to promote, and I'll maybe talk about that a bit more, um, a bit more as we go on. Um, but it really is, I mean, the main story that it connects with, and the, the, the thing that it connects with, with me is basically it has it has two areas that it's it's linked um, to Scotland with, and one of them was is it used to take all the newspapers up to um, Stornoway. And then what it brought back down was the Harris Tweed. So that was its main kind of, um, kind of link um, when, it, when it started up. And also it's the, the airline that flew all the, um, all the Shetland ponies to Fair Isle. So that right. was, that's kind of like the two, and, and that's their image is, you know, they very much play on that. So we'll be discuss it a wee bit more um, as we get into the, um, into the, so I think maybe Finlay, you can go next because I think yours is kind of linked to my area. Yes, yes. It sounds like we, we'd, we'd almost planned this, you know. It's like <laughs> we've had a discussion to work this out. So I'm kind of countering your, um, your airline with a train service. Um, they're in direct competition, you could say. Mm -hmm. um, but there's like like yours there's lots of story behind it as well a caledonian sleeper train oh. or just simply caledonian sleeper so it's the overnight services from london to scotland or scotland to london depending how your 
your life and your universe is um, oriented. Um, and yeah, like like yours, there's a, there's a real old backstory as well, even older, obviously, than the, the airlines. And you're going to get fed up with me bringing Victoriana to the table. So old Victorian brands or services, products. Um, so originally, way back in Victorian times, 1873, and wow. service, that, and this has evolved, and it's had a real checkered history through private, public, private, again, ownership, and there's a story in there. So, um, so yeah, that's what, that's what I'm bringing to discuss today. It's kind of that romantic notion with trains as well, isn't it? The, the sleepers that you kind of... Mm-hmm. That has that connotation as well. I always, I always think that trains are much more romantic than planes. To be honest, to- totally. <laughs> that's where I'm coming from. I think that is, um, you know, where the iconic is. Mm. Unusually, what I would actually suggest here for this brand is try and make it more functional. Actually, mm. so they've got this great romantic, mm. experiential journey um, you know through time literally mm-hmm. overnight it's great but actually what I think they should be doing is competing on a functional basis against the airlines mm. as well now how you do that is different is it difficult is it different brand or positioning so rather than the red eye flight that we know too well mm-hmm. um, is it not a cleverer way you know to be more efficient I would say so. That's not so romantic, you know, about no. oh, the early morning flight that you're replacing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, totally with you in the kind of main positioning, uh-huh. and it's hard to argue against that. Yeah, yeah. And I think more so if you're coming out of London and you're mm-hmm. on a journey to the Highlands, you know, so you're going to wake up. Oh, yeah, I know. You, you can't beat that, can you? That's, if you're like, you're thinking great. about that. Um, you leave. London, and you have a lovely Scottish dinner with the best of produce, the best of um, food and drink. You know, start to come back to the 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 islands, the yeah. the, or the gins or whatever it is, and there's yeah. there's too much going on in there. So. Great. So, Ronnie, you're kind of you've gone a bit maverick on this one, but <laughs> <laughs> for a change. For a change, I well, I mean. When we talked, the idea of storytelling, and I was thinking about, well, what immediately comes to mind, and it's Scottish, and I think you could say it's a brand, if you will, uh, is a person, and that person is Billy Connolly. And uh, the biggie, I mean, he's even, there you go, you know, there's even that kind of immediate recall from from Finlay. What's interesting is that I, I think that people are brands. I don't know that Billy was originally strategic about it, but if you begin to look at the origins of the music and the folk music and with Jerry Rafferty and the Humble Bums and then sort of ad-libbing and storytelling between songs and emotional connect, reaction, humour, Mm-hmm. And projection audiences could see themselves in the story, and also as he gains momentum and he go, he goes towards comedy. I mean, if you look at what Billy does, he doesn't tell jokes; he tells stories. Yeah, totally. So it's a narrative, 
And uh, I think there's also a wee bit of um, sort of uh, ordinary boy done really good. So there's a, there's a nice story in there. And also to the point, you know, I mean, there are other people that come to mind. I watched a thing with Bruce Springsteen and he's doing an off-Broadway show. And uh, he created this kind of archetype of a kind of blue collar worker for the everyman. And he was very open in the show and he said, you know, he's never worked in a factory. You know, I mean, Billy, I think, did work at the... Well, he worked in the, in the, um, in the, where was it? In the ship, ship building, wasn't it? He, he worked. Yeah. 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 So you've got that kind of Glasgow, that kind of roots uh-huh. thing. So it's, you know, we mentioned authenticity. Yeah. In the last show. And also you've got personal and cultural significance for the storytelling. Yeah. And then one of the things, if you look at the internationalization of brands or, or brands, uh, that they want to be global. We talked about having something that is of cultural significance and, and he's making comment on things that are within cultural consciousness. And also he's funny, he uses humor. Mm-hmm. And humor yeah. transcends and it cuts through and it, and it circumnavigates uh, other things that would cause barriers. And then you get into brand stretching. So he becomes an actor, he becomes a serious mm-hmm. actor. Uh, and he also becomes a TV star in America. Mm-hmm. And then, he, you know, so you get all of this based on the, the evolution uh, of his brand. And, mm-hmm. and I think, God bless him, I know he's not so well uh, at the minute, but he, he, we talked about enduring. That's, I remember listening to his records with my mum when I was a wee boy, which <laughs> Not that long ago, which is that long ago now. So, you know, it's yeah. He he's been at the top of the pile for a very very long time. So, and I felt that particularly um, now it used to be a wee bit kind of taboo people as brands, but you know, Kotler pushed that from products to services, experiences, people. Mm-hmm. And Finley and I have looked extensively at, at, at bands as brands, and they are. And individuals, yeah. artists, Picasso's a brand, Billy Conley's a brand. Does he support any kind of like, I mean, has he, has he got any political connotations? Because I know he's very kind of linked to the Celtic football team, isn't it? That's one of the kind of areas that, yeah. and I'm, I don't know how you know that sort of transparency, because that's one of the things about Logan Air. So they really like, all they do is support. So they everything they have within their... Mm-hmm. service and within their what they give to their customers is has to be a Scottish brand so they they, ha, they serve the tonics tea, the tea cakes and the um, uh-huh. you know and the caramel wafers when you're going down and the thing and you know so they, they link in a little bit to the sort of tartan uh-huh. uh, Scottishness which is different to for example the Harris gin that I was talking about last time which yeah. is more forward thinking and, and, and um, a different Scottish image yeah, but, I, I don't so, know. You know when, you're you're a, when you're a person, you can't, so how does that work, that transference between the... Yeah, I don't, and Finley can maybe, or you can maybe help, Lindsay. I don't know if he has particular alliances with <laughs> yeah. uh, particular brands and so on. I know he's aligned with, with obviously, the arts and creativity and he's been yeah. vocal about yeah. these things and so on. Mm. But... Um, 
I, I get what you're saying. I think I think what happens is that the 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 person as a brand is actually much more fluid and agile and can change mm. a lot quicker uh, than the the artifact or the service or the the tunics. Mm-hmm. I totally get what you're saying in mm. terms of the constellation of Logan Air with, mm. with with those types of brands. Mm-hmm. I think what Billy has done is is to say that he's you know I mean he did that what was it World Tour Australia and Scotland and so on. I mean, it's just everything's up for grabs. I think what he what he's all about is the experience of of life, and it's it's inclusive of everything. It's yeah. not just you know it's it's. And he has commented. I mean, he's pro Scotland. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably brand Scotland, but he sort of represents more than anything, isn't it? I think he had. A problem with that in the early days, mm. and it, so just going to try and connect it with the travel a little bit. So, yeah. so here's someone who almost personified working class Glasgow and all of the culture through you know the sense of humour, the music, mm. the excesses of partying and stuff like that. Yeah. And he told those stories that we all loved and identified with. And then, if you remember. He went to London, yeah, and did really well. Yeah, and Scotland and Scottish mm. people are always a little bit uncomfortable with that mm. with success. And and I think there was an element of, wait a minute, now he's going away and telling all these stories, and it's us that everyone's laughing at, mm. and we didn't get it that actually the humour travels, yeah, because. It was about working class, as you, you make the point mm. about Springsteen. He was trying to connect yeah. with the working man or um, you know working class families. That was a lot of his stories, mm. and it was funny. So it is actually quite easy to break across borders because although it was very very Scottish, mm-hmm. he was talking about everyday occurrences, you know, mm-hmm. and he just he tells a great a great story. Um, and so I think then everyone's now more comfortable because he has become very obviously pro-Scottish, not in a political way. I think yeah. you're right. And everyone's like, yeah, he's an entertainer, he's an artist in different mm. ways. And, and, you know, you were making the point about his, um, how he's entertaining. And but what he's actually doing now is, and it's quite brave of him, he's talking about death. Yeah, you know he's he's got some health issues, yeah. but he's like trying he's bringing that conversation and trying to make it funny to a certain extent. Oh. And that's but, kind of like the taboo subject, isn't it? It's like really difficult to go into these areas. I think in terms of he's always done that a little bit. He's pushed yeah, he has the boundaries in his yeah. humor and his comedy and his TV work. You know, he was running about naked, the purple beards, but he's still presenting. Mm. He shows, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, really interesting character. But yeah, I suppose again, it's back to that emotional investment, the, you know. The, the, Sorry, Ronnie. Yeah, the 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 meta themes, the the storytelling. I mean, Finley and I, we, you know, we did another radio show, and it was. And I brought up, there was an article Francis Ford Coppola talked about if the art you're making 
contains kind of these essential themes, maybe morality, uh, for example, there's a chance it will survive. I mean, Billy's older work is still funny because they're meta themes that are about men and women or yeah. uh, context situations mm. that, that travel. Eddie Murphy's the same. You know, if mm. you watch, I don't know, Eddie Murphy Raw or Delirious, and Eddie's maybe going to come back and do a tour now, 30 years or more uh, later. Richard Pryor. I mean, all yeah. of those kind of fantastic comedians. Well, Rex also did a, a different twist. And I'm, I'm not so much up on the other guys. But th these guys are, uh, you know, they're doing a lot of the, they have much more range than brands because they can go into the risque. You know, mm -hmm. they, can, they can, I know that brands sometimes have been criticized for being too political or too this or too that, but the, the comedian, the persona, almost has a, a right to do that. I think that's part of the, the gag. Um, and that can differentiate you. Know? Yeah. I think it's also about coming back to that storytelling. I mean, it's also about linking it to images in your head, you know, like giving you an image that you, because what, what, what makes people remember you? in terms of, you know, a brand or a person, et cetera. And to me, Billy Connolly is always the, you know, the banana boots, like, you know, sure, the, sure. The, they're iconic in themselves. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's like something that's never got away. So, so that's what I think. So, you know, thinking about the brands that, that like um, the, the Loganair one, I'm trying to think, okay, well, it's a plane, but for me, that for them, it's it's the you know the red tartan because they they use that on on all their branding and all their their, their things etc. So I think maybe an iconic brand wherever it comes from has to have something, an image that that comes springs to mind when you think about. It. I don't know what the one for Caledonian sleeper would be, but I do have kind of like, like an image in my head actually. Strangely enough, I'm not sure if it's the right one or not. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's an image. I don't know if there's a strong enough visual identity. Yeah. They've had problems. And, you know, this is kind of, um, you know, governance issues that have been publicly run and franchise issues and so on. So they've not been able to consistently do that. I think they've probably got a picture in people's heads of mm -hmm. kind of what it looks like or what the experience looks like. Yeah. Um, which is good. I mean, that might be more powerful. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking when you were talking there, the Logan Air, you know, it does, it pops into my head, but is it not more important to try and capture everyone's own stories within that mm. or unpack them as you, you know, if you've had a lovely flight to Lewis or Harris yeah. or whatever mm -hmm. it is, is yeah. that, that's the actual trigger you want or, mm -hmm. um, or is it to their... They're yeah. advertising because it's it's cinematic, isn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things how they promote it is that you can take a flight um, to one of the islands and go and have to the tea shop at the airport and have a cream yeah. tea <laughs> and then take the flight back again, um, you know, back to Glasgow or Edinburgh or wherever it is. So, I mean, you're right, Billy. You know, that's that's you know, that's just one kind of. You know, it's, it's like this experiential thing, isn't it? Linking it to that. That's well. right. That's almost the reverse of what I'm saying. So it's actually just travel for travel's sake then. Sake, yeah. 
rather than oh god I've got to go to to London for for business um it's, it's, it's the other side of that it's like just for the fun of it why don't you jump on one of our flights yeah which sounds great yeah I've always fancied just going for a, a day trip with the golf clubs and you, you can land on a beach here and there, can't you? Which is in Barra, yeah. You can land Barra's. on the beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one day. <laughs> the other thing is, yeah, it's all, all good. Huh? Um, and I don't know actually, Bill. This is interesting for Billy Conley as well because I, I have no idea about whether he is involved in social media or not, and how that's built up. You know how they because what the right. what social media has in, in building the brand because mm -hmm. yeah, Logan are not good at that they're very reactive to that so that's not one of their strengths to be honest yeah I mean you, you can imagine um, I'm going to have a look afterwards that Billy Connolly could be absolutely hilarious just on Twitter mm -hmm. um, and he's probably one of these guys who's either got millions of followers or isn't there mm -hmm. um, and yeah, no, I'll, I'll need to have a look. And, and do you know and, Ronnie about his his social media presence or? I I don't uh, as such, but I was going to mention just as we were talking, I, and I think I remember telling you, Lindsay, I bought. He has a book. I think it's uh, or something like Wee Stories and Tall Tales or something. It's called. Mm -hmm. I bought it at the airport. You know, as we're talking, as you're talking about Logan and so on, mm -hmm. and uh, it's an interesting thing that I picked it up and I flicked through it and I read a, a story, and yeah, it was funny, but I realised also what I was buying uh, was the comfort of knowing uh, what I was going to get. It was a secure purchase. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it was like a. Uh, it was all, almost buying, um, how would you put it, nostalgia and a younger self and something that I trusted and I knew and I had experienced before. And I knew the story. I mean, the stories were coming from his stage shows and so on. But it was that idea of uh, trust. So, I mean... Yeah. Before even sampling it, you know, if you picked it up and they knew. And I mean, if, if you transfer that to other brands and how variable they are in what you experience, mm -hmm. travel is particularly volatile and so on. Sometimes, yeah. well, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know how yeah. you're going to be treated. You don't know what's going to happen. Is it going to mm -hmm. be late? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? And there's a lot of unknowns, and I get that that's the context. But here is a different iconic. Scottish brand that, that delivers on the promise, that delivers the value that, mm. that is promised, you know, and yeah, I'm going to buy it. So with immediately you pick it up, you flick, yeah, purchase, sold. And again, that adds to the, the brand equity, you know, mm -hmm. it reinforces the, the brand equity. And very much like, I don't know, a Bond film or whatever, it's the same thing again and again and again. <laughs> But you buy it again and again and again. Yeah. And that's what you want. If the rail travel or the Tunnix mm. tea cake or the or Logan Air, I want to buy that brand again and again. Because there's, I don't know, a zillion books in that bookstore. 
So why pick that one? Branding, you know. But also what you talked about earlier, Lindsay, the the image, I think it's a picture of him. It's the beard and that hairstyle. Yeah. In fact, he's probably got a similar hairstyle to you. Aye, the more we talk. The more we talk about it, and I'm not swearing <laughs> the no, but Finley could tell you I can swear over the best of them. He's been a big influence in me, you know. I thought, I thought um, James Bond was more your, or Sean Connery in, in, in his role as James Bond was <laughs> more your. Um... It depends how much I've had to drink. <laughs> Do you start uh, off as Billy Connolly and morph into. I think it's the other way around. <laughs> okay. I think Sean arrives at the party, but then uh, as the evening progresses, Billy Billy leaves. Sorry, how much he can change? So we think, right, long hair, beard. But then if you look at him through, you know, every five years or so, there's. He's got a different kind of look with a beard and, and long hair, even clean shaven at times. That's bit right. of a mullet in the 1980s. That's, uh, you know, he's quite that's right. He did. Well. He is. He's not a follower of fashion. I think he's probably a driver of fashion or, yeah. or style. Um, yeah. I had a quick look at his Twitter account just to, right. for, for the record. Uh-huh. Um, he kind of flirted with Twitter for two years, 2011, 2013. He's not been active since then, he, he built up a quarter of a million following in that time. Mm. Um, it looked like he was being fairly, he was kind of documenting tours and stuff. It didn't look yeah. like he right. took off. He got bored of it or fed up with it. And um, yeah. he's still, he still got a website up with blog that seemed to be more um, kind of um, mm. journal type articles. Yeah. Um, but it's, he's much more interesting than a typical brand, let's face it, to follow. Yeah. You know, we follow brands, but really it's quite hard for them to to engage with us in that in a real entertaining way. Like yeah, something exactly. like that. I would agree with you, Finlay. I mean, mm. I don't think Billy has necessarily been calculated or strategic the way that a brand is. I mean, there's obviously strategy in there, but a lot of it's that it's organic and authentic and there's momentum with it and it's what you try and transfer into branding you know that he's mm-hmm. organic yeah yeah and i know we're having fun with with connery there but he's exactly the same mm-hmm. it's a similar he he creates the you know we have fun with it you know that accent he created the persona he created bond yeah. he created he he manufactured himself mm. and i think that uh you know, and that's openly discussed. I think Michael Caine has talked about that idea that both he and certainly Roger Moore, Roger's accent, these were finessed and cultivated and created. The personas were created. They branded themselves. You know? Yeah. No, definitely. Sorry, on you go, Lindsay. No, it's just to, to come back to something you said a little while ago, Ronnie. I mean, it's about this creation of trust and knowing what you're going to get. Yeah. So they created this persona and their, you know, this this accent and the, this way of of kind of communicating with um, with their audience. And you know, as long as they kind of continue with that, that's you know, 
that's what that's what people want and that's what they they, they get from 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 that i, I agree with you and if you, if you look at i mean it's okay to go over to these things you look at branding and movie making mm. i think it was in the you know uh, it's that kind of era where i uh, for the first time where the actor's name would go above the title because mm. people would, would go see a movie because uh, Paul Newman was in it, or Steve McQueen was in it, or Sean Connery was in it, or Michael Caine was in it. Mm. So it's because they trusted what they were going to get. It's uh -huh. back to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It works. Yeah. You know, it so, works. And it's a heuristic for them when you're choosing a movie. Okay, so this guy or this lady's in it. Mm. You know. I wonder how the um, how the company, the transport companies, so the ones like the the, in the airlines and the trains, I mean, they're going to have to, it's going to be so difficult for them to build this trust again yeah, now, yeah. you know, with the situation that they're in. I mean, that's going to be one of their main tasks, I would imagine. Oh, for sure. To, to be able to get back to that. And, and all the, this functional element of yeah. safety and mm -hmm. uh, you know, sanitation and so on is going to be, um, you know, primary importance. So maybe yeah. in the short term, the kind of storytelling, the really? emotional stuff is okay. You can say that um, trust and security and stuff mm. are important emotions, but we're maybe going to get to that point where that's how people are making decisions. Mm -hmm. um, I was just going to throw in to try and join it all up again with the James yeah. Bond and how the two travel brands that we're mm. talking about could yeah. benefit from bringing some Sean Connery into their mm. brands. And we're saying, you know, that's much more appealing and that is built around Connery and then Bond. Yeah. I mean, both of those, you know, I, I'm not good enough to recall which films, but Bond's been on a number of trains. He's been on the roof of quite a few trains mm -hmm. and small plane as well. It's like, yeah, yeah, totally. And in fact, you can you can imagine how that would work, don't, don't you? Yeah. Totally. If it's product placement, um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they've done it with some big brands, and uh, but uh, whether they would get on the Caledonian sleeper or or take a Logan Air flight, that could be oh. that could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I think you're right. Certainly, that in the end term, given the, the health concerns and so on. Yeah. There'll be a recalibration towards these measures, but, but then everybody, as in branding, everyone will do that. So everybody's offering the same thing. So then you're back to, okay, so now we want to augment that with something. Give me something different, because that's a given. Now that mm. we understand that, like you say, so yeah, you could have... As, as Lindsay said, you know, there can be brand alliances, you know, celebrity endorsement and all of that works too with with scottish brands and i mean yeah. it's it's all part and parcel i mean if you look at what was what was that tv show called that's in scotland it's not highlander it's the sort of Outla outlander yeah so outlander i mean a lot of people in terms of tourism are wanting mm. We talked about traveling to locations location sites yeah. the picture there and so on so mm -hmm some affinity with, with these kind of um, uh, movie mm. entertainment mm. location 
things is, is interesting also. I mean, well, that's what happened with um, James Bond and Glenn Coe as well. Right. I mean, that was the... And Harry yeah. Potter was the other big one, of course. And the viaduct, the, 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 the um, steam train is a big one. Yeah, yeah, because people want to be in the movie. <laughs> so it's, it's what Finley yeah. was saying earlier. It it's also relates to Billy Conley and the humour because what you're doing is, or some of what you're doing, you're projecting and you're seeing yourself in that situation or that mm -hmm. story. And uh, yeah, you were mentioning trains being romantic, Lindsay, or they, they can be. Depends who you're with, of course. But, <laughs> uh, you know, or it could even be thrilling, the Bond thing, or what was the other guy, Poirot, in terms of murder? Oh, no, Hercule, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Orient Express. But I think, really, at the end of the day, probably storytelling, you have to have some sort of storytelling for an iconic brand because it definitely elevates the brand, doesn't it? That's what it does. I it think makes it memorable, yeah, elevates yeah. it where, wherever, whatever else is, is in it. It needs to have something. The other thing, I mean, you said it there, it's, it's memorable, it's meaningful. <laughs> the other thing is you can share it. You share a story. So yeah. it's, it's sense making, and that's word of mouth, word of net, mm. online, viral. The, sto the story's the thing. Yeah. And, you know, back to Bruce Springsteen, and Finley and I talked about this with the Eagles. You know, here's Springsteen who develops the archetype, but then says, well, here's a soundtrack for your life, for your story. Mm -hmm. And you listen to Thunder Road, and you listen mm. to. Yeah. The river, and you listen to Born in the mm. USA, but you all have your unique lives and stories. There's yeah. a lot of other guys you could be buying records from, but now let's buy Bruce. Mm. That's what, that was your point, Finley, about, you know, they should be trying to create stories for the, the customers and the consumers. It's the, those stories are important. Yeah. That, that's right. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, great tracks, great albums. But I think what's important for the consumer is what were you doing when doing, you yeah. first heard that? Mm. Um, who did you listen to the album with first? Yeah. Um, so absolutely. Um, it's, it's not easy to do. It's not easy to, to capture. But I think that is, that's really powerful when you can do that. Um, yeah. For sure. The kind of co-creation. Yeah, because there's enough. You know, when we talk, the Eagles or Fry talk about perfect ambiguity, it's open enough so that you can be in it. It's not prescriptive. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, glory days from Springsteen can be your glory days because you mm -hmm. understand. You're back to that meta theme again. Yeah. You're back, you're back to what Billy mm -hmm. Conley's doing. You're yeah. back to what other brands or more traditional brands, Nike, find your greatness. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so on or McDonald's it's less so I'm loving it it's the same thing the meta themes that yeah. are or the share of Coke's a good example mm. with the name yeah. on it so all of those things that suddenly you can be involved in as Finley said and you said Lindsay the, the co-creation of the story that you're actively participating so the brand becomes a platform for, for, the, for the consumer. It's a means for them to 
somehow uh, have a greater and more meaningful mm -hmm. experience. Yeah. Something you said there just made me think about something else, Ronnie, about the slogans like so you know when you said Billy Connolly and Finlay said straight away oh the big yin and then oh, so and I think again that's another thing that has to be part of an iconic brand they've got to have something a, a, a strap line or something that really kind of focuses and you said it for for Nike as well so um yeah and I mean Bond has it with the, the double so yeah. I mean they all have these signature sure. yeah it's like a signature yeah so, um, that, uh, that doesn't come cheap though, does it? You know, that's um, huge advertising budgets that right. slowly but surely um, you know, yeah. imprint it on, the, on our brain, watching the movies, watching the adverts, yeah. Uh, yeah. reading the, the, the posters. It's um, like that yeah. MTV logo. Yeah. 24 hours a day for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's no music television. It's MTV, yeah. and that's what it looks like. And we yeah. all could see it there. It's that yeah. constant uh, reinforcement. Yeah. I suppose uh, Logan Air have tried it because they're kind of build as Scotland's regional airline. That's their right. kind of slogan yeah. sentence. So I suppose they are. You know, they are. They are hitting a lot of the um, a lot of the milestones for iconic. But you know. Again, it's down. It's down to what we said last time, wasn't it? Iconic can be. It can be iconic for some people and completely unknown for others. I think they get a few things right. I mean, I've, I've previously flying a lot, and as as you know, and I know you are Lindsay, hmm. so it's friendly. So I mean, I was flying out from Glasgow a lot, and and as as I would go down into the duty free part. They had Logan Air had a had a prime piece of real estate, if you want, if you will, promoting themselves. Mm. And so, I mean, everybody was was seeing that, and that's dynamite. I mean, because slowly but surely, and then I I think I went online and looked up. Okay, so where can you go? So it's that mm. brand awareness. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. was true when I was flying into Copenhagen a lot. We talked mm -hmm. about it and I watched, yeah. you know, ethnography. Everybody would exit in an escalator, everybody from the airport. And as you would go down, it said the home of Carlsberg. So everybody's mm -hmm. programmed to recognize and drink yeah. Carlsberg. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's, it's an international city. You can drink whatever you like, but it works. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it works. That's part of the the reinforcement and the reminding and the constant sort of recognition and recall. Yeah. It's why I picked up the Billy Conley book. So mm. merchandising and positioning and his image and then your hands moving and okay, in product trial, recall, mm. or sale, 20 quid. You know. Yeah. So... There you go. Good. Okay, so that's there it. There you go. Catch, catch the train, catch a plane, and you can catch listen. Catch a plane. <laughs> listen to Billy Connolly. Like yeah. it. But I definitely think storytelling, you can't have an iconic brand without storytelling, and that's really the end of the... I think we're in agreement yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. Aye, I think so. And stories are interesting. And personal. 
and yeah. memorable. Right. <laughs> and the other thing is, and Finley and I have talked about this for other things, stories can evolve, new, new contexts can take place, new characters can be introduced. I mean, uh, Anne and I just Star watched... Wars. Yeah. We watched a show on HBO, The Leftovers. I don't know if you've seen this show. No. So, you know, it's set in New York, season one, then in season two, I think it's, uh, it's one of the southern states, and season three goes to, to Australia. And the characters move, but the context has changed, so the mm -hmm. story develops. So you're you're still engaged with it. It's the same story. It's variations on it, but okay, this this is interesting. So I think that stories can make brands mm. live longer. Mm. Mm -hmm. Just something that's popped into my head there, just for that, because then. If, if you think that stories is kind of one of the main things, then every comedian could be a, could be a brand because yeah. they all tell stories in some way, but they're not. So there's something else that Billy Conley has which makes them mm -hmm. different. I, I think that's yes. what Coke has, that's what Apple has, that's what Nike mm. has. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why they're iconic. It's the, uh -huh. the magic element. Yeah. Yeah, it's the magic. It's like we, we said that last time, didn't we? That's what we, we concluded with. Right, I find the magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kind of magic. So we're back to the same thing again. It's like, it's, there's all these elements, but there has to be something. There has to be like a, a spark or something that's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I it's think... It's like being in love, isn't it? It's like, why, why, you know, why are you attracted to one person and not another? Because there has to be that magic. Brand yeah. love. Brand uh, love. Oh, that's... It's the, you know, I think that that's where the mystery lies. That I mean, Finley gave me a book. It's in Scotland. That it's a great book. It's, it's about that, the alchemy mm. of finding the magic in brands. Forgive me, Finley. Remind me of his name. I keep forgetting. Rory Sutherland. Aye, uh, quite brilliant. You know, he works at Ogilvy, uh, vice president. Ah, yeah. uh, vice president at uh, Ogilvy. You know, and one, of the, and one of the things that he said is, you know, branding is, is about creating a mood in the moment. Mm. And, and it's not, it's not this rational stuff. It's that's where the magic is. It's yeah. In the, in the moment, of, it's the feeling mm. uh, of it. Mm. Um, I, I think that that's, it's elusive. I think lots of people make products and, and tag mm. on uh, things to them, um, such as stories, but mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, for example, I don't know, maybe something like, and Lindsay, you'll know more about it than I, Louis Vuitton. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, why would you, why would you think I would know more about well, it? Well, those kind of circles, right? <laughs> but was it, wasn't it from the luggage in Paris? The luggage, yeah, that's right. Or, like that, yeah, very much. Well, very much the traveling thing, the same in the trains right. and planes and automobiles, like the. And it yeah. wasn't that. That's what they did. They just created luggage. I think for, in fact, for um, horse and horse and car carriages. You know, when it, at that stage, so it was. A, you know, that was the. And that's why their their luggage was so sturdy because it had to withstand all the. Yeah, yeah and I mean Levi's did that when they positioned mm. themselves for the. the the ruggedness and so on. Mm. 
I think there has to be some truth or truth of yeah. that word, but yeah. authenticity in the, in the story yeah. that you're telling, mm -hmm. that you're not just attaching a story to mm -hmm. a product. Yeah. So authenticity was last time, I think, that we concluded with magic and then this type of storytelling and magic. So really magic is the link and the other bits in between. Aye, I think so. Finley knows all about this magic stuff. <laughs> you know, he's, he's the guru in the magic. The, if the we magic. can come up for the, the equation to actually capture it, um, mm. we'll get into the, oh yeah, there's magic. Uh, it's like, how do you write that perfect song or make the perfect exactly. movie or, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of secret. Aye, and that also relates to the, you know, the people behind brands. I think a lot of it's to do with inspiration and creativity and lightning in a bottle and, you know. Co-creation, Ronnie, co-creation, that's the other. Aye, you know, and, and, and when you're hot, you're hot, and when you're not, you're not, you know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> The environment and the movement, and you see this in music and art and comedy. And some brands try and be cool all of the time, I get that. But it's, it's, some, and Finley and I explored this within music, kind of go through like different life cycles, like product life cycles or yeah. trend cycles and so on. We talked about Clapton. Uh, and, and Finley mentioned it earlier with Billy, you know, subtly sometimes and drastically others changing image. Mm. Madonna did it in a bigger way, Clapton did it so that they're relevant and, and so on. So, I mean, they, they are playing all the, the same mm. tricks. So, sorry, Lindsay, I know you're trying to wind it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're pretty much there, to be honest. I think it's just, you know. We just need to build on these different kind of um, characteristics that we find and then find the link as we go on in the, you know, in our discussions and to see what, what really, how we, how the iconic brand yeah. kind of gets built. And if we can find the, the equation at the end of the, of the day, then we'll all be rich. Tell it for millions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just as, as you were saying all of that, I mean, look look what brands do. I think there's a lot of magic in human beings because you, you're trying to appeal to human beings and human beings recognize and resonate that. So that's where celebrity endorsement comes from. That's where Michael Jordan and Nike comes from. Yeah. It's because they, they think he's a magician when he has his has, has thing. Uh, you know, and so immediately that's brands have picked up in the brand mm. showing a magic appeal. Mm. The, the person's magical. You know, I mean, Leonard Rossiter and what was that? Was it Cinzano or Martini or something? You know, him and John Collins in the 70s and stuff. Oh, God. I don't know. I wouldn't remember that far back. No, I don't think I was born then. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, Leonard was, uh, was at Rising Damp and Reginald Perrin, who was one of uh -huh. the most watched uh, comic intelligent actors <laughs> every week. And there he is endorsing a particular brand mm. that had no real pedigree. 
move product and establish brand reputation.